Aristotle was one of the great ancient philosophers. And he had this insight he called the golden mean. The golden mean. Not meaning mean like the mind can be mean or the ego can be mean and arrogant and judgmental. But the golden mean is finding basically the middle way, right? The center between two extremes. So if you have dark, you have light, right? If you have happiness, you have sadness. This is the paradox of Maya. And to some degree, Aristotle was seeing that if you could stay in the middle or follow the middle way of the Buddha, you could avoid this polarity of mind that ultimately leads to suffering and you can live a good life. So it was a philosophy of the golden mean to stay in the middle between any two extremes, to be still. And ultimately, a strategy like this falls down. And this is the reason Ramana's teaching is so ruthless, right? And ultimately, Amma's teaching is a ruthless devotion to truth, not allowing the mind to trick or trap you, right? But it's not a philosophy, right? It's not about sitting around discussing the very advanced thought process of Aristotle or Plato or Einstein or even the beautiful quotes that came from Papaji or Ramana. It's not a philosophy. Satsang is an incredible power a mysterious power of God, invisible, unseen presence. It annihilates the illusion of you so you can discover directly the truth of you and live from that joy in any life situation to live from that joy in any life situation. This is satsang. Satsang is the discovery of your natural happiness so deeply discovering that that you vanish in that love. You become that love. You become humility. You become compassion. You become the teaching itself. You become the teaching when you really listen and apply and stop fighting.
or swinging to the polarities, which is what Aristotle realized with the golden mean. And he called it the golden mean, right? Because if you really listen to his philosophy of life, then you would experience a happy life because you're no longer caught in the paradox. But what Aristotle either realized or didn't is that the ego and the mind must be seen through completely in order to live the middle way, the golden mean. You become the golden mean. The golden mean is not the path to get somewhere, right? The golden mean is the living now that you are. That is the living truth, right? And this is what Ramana Maharshi points to. This is what Sri Ama Karuna Mai points to. And this is what I always point to, is the presence before the thought, I, right? This is who you are, deeper than name and form. It's extremely challenging to apply the teaching in everyday life. And the reason is because you are so accustomed, you are so trained by the world to focus on your mind, to focus on your desires, to focus on getting rid of whatever you perceive that you don't want, right? So this teaching is a complete shift in focus. It is a dynamic shift from the confusion, chaos, frustration, anxiety, and suffering of your mind to this indescribable happiness alive in your heart. And you have to have a certain resolve to directly taste this happiness for yourself and live from that. So in the absolute sense, you don't need to do anything to be free. You don't know, need to do anything to be enlightened. There's nothing that needs to be done to be what you are. That is the absolute truth and this is what Papaji emphasized was the living truth that you are. Everything else, he realized, is maya, illusion. No matter how real it seems in the moment, it's not real. So he refused to entertain the idea of sadhana which is this process of letting go, the, the practices, because the most direct and immediate route to freedom is what Ramana Maharshi revealed, which lives in the question, who am I? Who is this I, right? Where does the I come from? This immediately takes you to the source. And many of you listening to this have had a direct taste of the source, which is indescribable happiness and joy. But it doesn't last, right? 
And this is why sadhana, the practices are essential to become established in the direct recognition. You basically have to reprogram your mind. Your mind from the time you were born was programmed to believe in you as a unique and special individual separate from everyone else. This is ego. Ego and mind have ruled your life, right? Karma also rules your life. Karma is of the body, mind is of the body, ego is of the body, but the body dies. So ultimately your body is not real. Ultimately your ego is not real. The mind itself is not real in the context of the Absolute. And the more you directly realize the Absolute for yourself and focus your attention on that until you become the teaching, until you become compassion, humility, and love naturally. I'm not talking about spiritual concepts and letting your ego take spiritual concepts and put it on like a spiritual coat or a spiritual halo. This is a trick of the mind. The spiritual coat or the cloak that says I'm even more special because I'm spiritual because I've had a direct realization of the truth. This is enlightened ego. The enlightened ego must be confronted because it's still rooted in the paradigm of you, which is ego, right? Your natural happiness cannot be discovered in the sense of the constant state of happiness as long as the mind and ego are in charge. As long as you are a slave to your mind and ego, then you'll be on this kind of roller coaster of feeling good one minute, feeling bad the next, and really consumed by your relationship problems, all the different problems in your life, money problems. You're consumed with the conversation about you, your problems, what you want, and what you don't want. The satsang is the power of God, this mysterious power that annihilates that. The invisible sword of Shiva comes through and cuts through the ego, right? Cuts through the mind. These are illusions, right? And they feel real because of the five senses. And in ancient scriptures, the five senses were often depicted as five demons, right? that keep you trapped in suffering. So if you give your attention to the mind, if you continue to believe that you are a unique individual, you might achieve moments or states of consciousness that might be extremely high states of consciousness, but they simply will not last because the identity remains in place. And Ramana recognized this and his teaching 
was really silence and self-inquiry and also the mantra. He recognized that the mantra cuts through mind. It focuses the mind on the source. And for the majority of people, you have to retrain your attention. You have to stop or catch it before you're at the effect of the many, many different tricks of the mind and the ego. And even spirituality can become a huge trap of mind if you are trying to fit yourself into a certain way of being based on what you believe is more spiritual. In other words, you try to be compassionate, but what you really feel is judgment or arrogance or meanness, right? So this root has to be cut through. You have to recognize that you are the now and surrender to that now if you want to be free. All I care about is real freedom for you. And real freedom takes a very intense resolve to stay in the golden mean as the golden mean, as the middle way. Not as a path, not as a goal, not as an attainment. But right now, the end of postponement, right? To discover the stillness that you are, the silence that you are, the vastness that you are in the core, which is free of every problem that you have. Every perceived problem lives in your mind and ego and ultimately is not real. And all of your problems finish at death. At least that's perception. But when, at the moment of death, any desire that you have that is not completed in this life will manifest as another incarnation. And this process will continue for lifetimes. And if you find that this resonates with you, right, this teaching resonates with you, it's because in other lives you were focused on this. In other lives you realized it wasn't working and you were trying to find a way out. And the way out is the way in. You have to learn to focus your attention on the heart alone. Your mind is not trustworthy. The ego is not trustworthy. The heart is wisdom, freedom, happiness, humility, compassion. The mind is chaos, frustration, meanness, judgment, hardness, jealousy, cynicism, this closing of mind, and the fight to be right comes from the egoic mind, the genetics of mind, the genetic mind. So sadhana is letting go of all of that, cutting through the egoic identification again and again and again until there is no you. Only love, 
remains. This is the living truth of now, the golden mean that you are. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Bye.